You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Attacking Scrum podcast, or as Premier Sports are calling it, the greatest attacking scrum in Cardiff Blues rugby history. Uh, A real strange weekend for us to get our tea stuck into in a minute, including some bizarre commentary, some late drama, and, uh, and, well, three wins out of four for Welsh regions as well. Mm. We haven't been able to say that for, for quite a long time. Dan Kelly is back with his first appearance of the season. How are you doing, Dan? Very good. Rested. Had a nice time over at the Isle of Wight. Cracking spot, actually. We've been down there. Yeah, I uh, I cycle ran it last uh, last season. Oh, yeah, I March. did know that. Yeah. yeah, enjoyed it. Took the family down there. Um, little microclimate down there, so we caught yeah, some good weather. Nice, no. Back rested, and then yeah, straight into the rugby. So top top week and top weekend. Yeah, and we split the we split the games this weekend. So you mm. did in depth coverage. Of, yeah. I guess the less glamorous uh, half, but yeah, then again, I had the dragons. So I was cursing you when uh, <laughs> when I had those two games. I mean, you really did give me the uh, yeah. So I covered I covered the Scarlets there. and Dragons games, um, and you had the Ospreys and uh, and the the Benetton Cardiff Blues game. Yeah, which I'm not I'm not quite sure what I was watching there. But, well, um, or listening we'll, to. Rather. We'll get we'll get straight into that both, in a moment. Both Christ. Before we do that, we, uh, of course, have a quick word for our sponsors uh, at So Coffee Trades. Uh, good to see Scott get on the score sheet this weekend. And uh, if you fancy making his weekend even better and getting yourself some quality coffee, then head over to socoffeetrades.co.uk. Uh, proud sponsors of the Attacking Scrum podcast. Right. Part one, fact or fiction. Five statements. We debate whether they are true or false. Uh, do you want me first, Daniel? Or yeah, I'll go first. All right. Well, let's uh, let's start with uh, with this one then, shall we? The commentary of Benetton versus Cardiff Blues was the worst in the history of the professional game. Fact or fiction? For me, fact. I couldn't believe I couldn't believe what I was listening to. Um, I mean, they were getting uh, you know Jared and Anscum. They were getting confused mm. with who who was who. Uh, Daisy and Navidi, they couldn't tell the long head, the long head chaps apart. Even though they are, you know, they couldn't look any more different. Well, yeah, I mean, Daisy's is blonde, and uh, yeah. and Josh Navidi has dreads. I literally it was laughable. Ja- Jared Evans was called Brad Fire at one point. Oh, um, Jason Jason Harry's was called Jared Davies. It was just a. Complete... Bit, did you ever play um, pro evolution soccer when you were? Yeah. Did you ever like, like say? Great football game, but it didn't have the licensing for the players, so you ended up with you ended yeah, up yeah. with, with players with just a mishmash of names. It's kind of almost like they were they were applying the same rules to to commentating on real life rugby. Yeah, it was. I mean, God knows what was going on with the Italian with the Italian players, but um, yeah, the two guys, Michael Swift, former Connaught Lock, and Brendan Hennessy. I mean, they they won't be they won't be allowed on again. It Do you, was, yeah. So it's interesting because last week. We uh, we covered. Obviously, it's quite. It's a big change for the for the Pro Fourteen having all of their 
all of their rights kind of under one roof, if you like. So it's a big, big task for, for Premier Sports. Last week, we said, you know, they got off to a good start. Certainly the games I watched said, you know, it was a bit of, you know, a bit of one-eyed commentary on there, but you kind of, all in all, last week was kind of a seven or eight out of 10, I thought. Now this week, you, I mean, I've, I've only seen the highlights of that game, but that, that, that line at the end, um, where, where the Cardiff Blues have the, the scrum, he says, this must be the, the biggest scrum in Cardiff Blues rugby history. And then oh. when they, they go over in the corner, and he says, that's it, they've won, they've won. and it's, it's only to tie the game. He's got a touchline conversion. It was 25 25, yeah, then he realises, oh, they've got to get the conversion. It was, it was almost as if he was enjoying it. I mean, they were, they were so enthusiastic. You couldn't fault their sort mm. of energy. But it was the wrong. It was the wrong type. They there was no moments of, of you, know, you don't always have to talk. They were just talking over and over again. It was a hot. It was a hot evening over there, and, and, and we must have heard it about fifteen to twenty times. You know how hot it was over there, just continually, but in a slightly different, different manner of saying it. And it was, yeah, it was weird. It was really, really bizarre, and the picture quality as well. Mm. I saw so you were watching on Free Sports, weren't you? I was. Yeah, watching, yeah. yeah. Um, there was quite a few funny comments on Twitter. One chap had said it was like, like someone you know recorded it on a VHS or, uh, or recorded it on their phone. It was that poor. The, the the quality of it was so dark, coupled with uh, with with these two Irish chaps. They were they were they were they didn't have the uh, the best of evenings. Well, to, to throw into the mix as well, I had last week. I, I really liked. So I've signed up for the the Premier Player. So watching it online. And last week I had no problems whatsoever. It was, you know, it was good, good quality streaming it through um, through an Xbox. You know, could sit there watching on a big TV and in, in pretty decent picture quality as well. This week out, you know, I've come back. I've avoided all the results because um, I've been away with the wife in Birmingham this weekend. So I've come back today, really excited to watch to watch these games of rugby. I've also managed to avoid the text from Craig Muncie, one of our regular contributors, who texts me every week when I haven't <laughs> seen the Dragons game. So every time his texts come in, I'm just like, I'm trying to avoid that because I don't want to have the results spoiled for me. Um, and sit down to watch the game and the sound quality throughout all of the online uh, coverage was jumping. I so, wish it was jumping during the game I was oh, watching. Honestly, it that was... would have been the only thing that would have made it any worse. It's, oh, I had to, I had it's the most annoying noise, you know. And, you know, I'll, I'll be honest here. Like, you know, there's there's been times when we've put out stuff where the the audio hasn't been particularly good. But I'd like to say that because we're, you know, because we're we're amateurs at this, part time, we're not a professional outlet. There's no way that this stuff should be going up online to paid customers with that quality on. Um, you know, it was it was almost unbearable. I, I muted it at times, but that was kind of in a way there's worse. There's always hope, isn't there? You put it back on just for a hope that it'll, that it'll come and back. And I thought, oh, well, maybe it's just a Dragons game. Then when I watched the Scarlet's game, exactly the same thing. The highlights, exactly the same thing. I switched from the Xbox to my laptop, made no difference. You know, that's that's something that's just got to be sorted out. Yeah. Um, well, let's hope they're teething problems. I mean, because the, yeah. there has been a lot of positivity, isn't there, regarding, mm. you know, the punditry and, and coverage generally, isn't there? Yeah, and, but, you know, like having, having Sam Warburton in the box on the... Um, on the Scarlet's game, you know that's that's fantastic. If he's going to be doing it every week, yeah, you know, I think we're in for, I think we're in for, you know, some some really good insight and stuff. But yeah, it was definitely a step backwards this week. Yeah, there was another classic line as well, which uh, in that game where the uh, the commentators were saying that the Benetton were playing, it was it was like New Zealand, New Zealand style rugby. It, you know, it was anything but. But they uh, all the lines were coming out. They were just so keen. Um, so yeah, if anybody hasn't uh, hasn't seen it, it's worth just a little a little listen to possibly because yeah. you can't quite believe what you're hearing. All right, well yeah, well uh, yeah, I would I would encourage you to do it just for for sheer uh, shock factor. I think. Right, let's stick with that game though, Dan. Let's go on to the second statement. Cardiff Blues need to rediscover the ability to close out games, or they're going to struggle to make an impression this season. Fact or fiction? Well, it's fact, isn't it? So far, two two losses um, and. You know, certainly the Benetton game, Cardiff Blues should have won. They got themselves into a, in, you know, they're in in the lead. Mm. They're in control as well. I mean, it was a, you know, cliche, but it was definitely a game of two halves, set piece first half. Cardiff Blues were in 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 control, and they didn't look great. I got to be honest, defensively they were pretty poor. Mm. Um, they were pulled around all over the park and, and just it was it was a low quality game but a game that they 
you know, a game that, that they shouldn't have let slip away from them. And they gave away pens, they gave away possession, spilled the ball. And Benetton, you know, the crowd got behind them. They were they were vocal, mm. really vocal. And as as uh, as the commentators, Brendan Hennessy and Michael Swift kept on harping on about, it was warm over there. Very, very warm. <laughs> um, so, you know, Blues boys are probably struggling a bit in that department. And it just slipped away and it shouldn't have. And and now you're moving forward towards next weekend. That looks that looks like a pretty tough game again. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll, we'll be previewing all four regions uh, in the last part of the show, any other business. But uh, yeah, I mean, I was I, I thought they played some brilliant rugby last week. Uh, I've only again, as I say, I've only seen the highlights of this week. Last week they were fantastic. Should have closed out the game against Leinster. I know Leinster have got a great bench, but they that side should have been able to to put away yeah. Leinster. It should have home. been two wins then, really, shouldn't it? For, yeah, for the Blues. And I think the big the big um, difference between this weekend and last weekend was the, was the defensive uh, sets. It, it was it was poor from Cardiff Blues uh, this weekend. And last weekend, I thought defensively they were pretty good mm. um, in terms of, sort of line speed and things. Do you think this is kind of, you know, you, the temptation is always to read into the fact that Sean Edwards isn't there working with them anymore. Do you think it's that or is it just they've had a bad game? What's yeah, your I, thought on it? Yeah, I don't know. It's too early to say really, isn't it? I mean, it looks as if they, they, were, they were two different sides basically from, from, from Leinster and then, and then this weekend. So hopefully it's just, uh, you know, a bad day at the office. But... You know, Edwards, he's bound to have a mm. he's bound to have a, a an effect, isn't he, by not being there? Um, and also, I think you know, somebody we've mentioned it quite a few times, but Garin in the centre there, I think he does a, a stern job in in, in defence, and um, he was on the bench that day, you know, on the, on the weekend rather, and it it's sometimes it's it's a man in the back in the back line that can make a huge difference and he seems to whenever he plays. If you're John Mulverhill next week are you playing Halaholo and and Garen Smith? Yeah. Yeah you are. As long as he's as long as he's you know he's fit and he must be he was on the bench so he's you know mm. you, you you can't be carrying but, you know then Lilo, obviously Lilo grabbed himself grabbed himself a couple of tries the week before. You know obviously you've got to rotate the thing. Yeah. What what is it about it's good. These two players together, because you again, I, there's been times where I've not been sold. There's been times when they have played very well. What is it about the two of them that you think just? For, for just me, it depends play. on on who the who, who the opposition are. So yeah. a team like Benetton, they you know they're very very direct, aren't they? They hit hard. Forwards and backs are like run run direct and very very straight, and they seem to struggle a little bit with those direct lines. Mm. I think when a when you've got a team that's probably more creative. And is stretched from left to right. They that's when they seem to step and and, and cause issues, and they're defensively a, a little bit more more in tune. Yeah. And against the sort of I, 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 I suppose more the more root one side. Yeah, more straight. I think straightforward is not the right word, but yeah. they they tend to struggle. Um, so you just got to use them use them against the right sides, um, because I think they've been given enough opportunity, haven't they, to 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 play together again? You know, in the, against. Or together for a sustained period, and it doesn't quite work, but it does work in in part. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, there there've been games when when it's worked really, really well, and and I think they they have been very much the the first choice pairing for Danny Wilson, and it looks as though Mulhill has taken that approach yeah. as well. But actually, yeah, I think I think I'm with you. I like a I like a balance in the centre, and I think both Lilo and Halaholo are, are steppers and and look to do stuff with the ball and. Yeah, I just wonder whether actually you're right having someone who's going to run, even if it's Gareth Smith running decoys, it just gives you that option of of opening up a yeah. bit more space out wide. But I'm sure a lot of Cardiff Blues fans would disagree with us. Actually, it probably would. And and when you've got someone that's really they they're glitzy, aren't they? You see mm. them play, and they play they play as well as they possibly can do. They're they're un, they're unplayable, really. You can't stop them. So I can understand why it's difficult to leave them out because they're so talented. Yeah. Absolutely, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting one next week, and we're going to we're going to preview that in the last part of the show. Uh, at risk of repeating myself there and talking about balmy evenings uh, out in Treviso. Let's move on, shall we? Right, do you want to you want to throw one at me, Dan? Take your pick from uh, from numbers one, two, or three that we've got left. Yeah, let's go with um, Scarlets have proven they can challenge Leinster to league and European glory. Fact or fiction? I think it's almost fact. It's somewhere. It's somewhere in between the two. Uh, 
you know, I, that was a, that was a great win, I think, for Scarlets, and I think they needed it. They needed to bounce back. They should have. They should have beaten Ulster for me, as we covered on last week's pod. I thought they played very well. They were very good up front. I think obviously there was the odd driving uh, driving mall that was uh, they found difficult to defend, and that caused problems. But you know, Leinster are going to do that to you, and likewise, Scarlets did it to Leinster as well. They put you know they uh, they put a lot of pressure on them. Um, on Leinster when it came to defending those driving malls. So I was really impressed with the forwards and that's where you've got to... Key men for you up front? Uh, Jake, Jake Ball coming back I think yeah. was a big difference. Uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of ball carrying. Alone. Yeah, he is. He really it's, is. He's so hard, doesn't he? So direct. He made, like you know, to me it looked like he was making those, you know, it's not necessarily the, the massive bust through the middle and you make 10 yards. It's those really important two or three yards that you need just to get it out, get some quick ball and get the backs going. So I thought he went very, very well. Cubby made some awesome turnovers uh, when required. All of the front row were, were fantastic. I think in particular Ken Owens, uh, you know, he just, you know, I, I think he was out there for, for, for close to 70 minutes and, um, and he, did, he did a fantastic job. So up in the pack, Every you know, I think it was a really, really strong performance. Blake, Blake Thompson looks like he's going to be another addition to the list of fantastic Scarlets recruits. So, you know, look, I, I think it's a really, really good indication. Beating Leinster, you know, that's that is going to be a that's going to be a massively important um, a massively important set of points when it comes to the end of the season. It's points and mentally as well, isn't it? Yeah, I think Just so. Getting that win, I, I think the thing you know, because it was a strong Leinster side as well. It, it was. There was a lot more yeah. of your, your frontline Leinster players in there than who'd played Cardiff Blues the week before. So, you know, you look at the, the likes of Tyke Furlong coming back in, Kean Healy, you know, bags of experience, their toners into the mix. They wanted to win that, didn't they? Oh, they definitely, definitely wanted to win that. And then, you know, you've got you've got James Lowe on the wing. You know, real class in that in that lineup. Uh, and and it's never a weak side from Leinster. Uh, but I think that will be that will be really, really good for them mentally. I just think when it comes to, you know, to playing them in a in a semi-final or playing them in a, a a knockout game in Europe or opposition of that that quality of Leinster, I think later on in the season there is going to be another another level that Scarlet's going to have to find. But that said, really encouraging for them, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, also the uh, the squad depth comes into play, doesn't it? The longer the season this longer the season goes, and I know there's quite a few injuries at the moment. Yeah, but. It tends to get worse, doesn't it? Oh, Naturally, of course. as the season yeah. goes on, and and Leinster have that 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 mighty impressive squad. So. Yeah, I mean Leinster's squad is massive. They're able to rotate it, and you know, massive credit to them as well, Leinster for for developing because a lot of it. Yeah, of course, they've got some amazing star signings that they've got into the mix, and and that adds a lot. You know, you look at the likes of of Gibson Park and James Lowe and these kind of players. You know, they they had a huge amount, and then you've got. Scott Fardy, who you know, who uh, who played the week before, they're absolutely quality recruits. But the thing that, if I was a Leinster fan, I would love is just watching the the sheer number of academy products who are who are coming through and stepping up to the mark, much like the Scarlets have done, really. And you know, we we've talked before about the likes of the likes of McLeod and Elias. You know, Elias came yeah. off the bench, did a fantastic job. Yeah, you know, well, literally only for ten minutes, but but. It wasn't like there was a noticeable drop off when when Ken Owens came off. So, you know, there is there is a symmetry. Obviously, yeah, just Scarlet's, not financially. Yeah, Scarlets are doing it on, a, on a much smaller budget. But yeah. Um, but yeah, that that will be encouraging for them definitely. And you know, I, I think that the next thing is to see when it comes to those massive games if they can do it without the likes of Byrne and Barkley and whether Thompson and and Cummins and and these kind of players can step up and and fill the boots and. But, uh, but yeah, certainly a very encouraging result for them. So you're going with, you're somewhere in between, are you fact or fiction? Yeah, it, you, yeah it's, you, you, you've it's got not to choose one. fact, so it's still in the fiction stakes, but, but if it was a spectrum, it would be, it'd be almost creeping into fact. So you're struggling there, you, you want them to go fact, don't you? Uh, yeah, I do, yeah. but it's, I just think it's, it will be, you know, the, the real proof is going to be in, uh, in the latter end of the season, but massive win for them. Yeah. And then we've got Dragons win will do little to lift the pressure on the team. Fact or fiction? I think fact. Uh, it, was, it was imperative that they won. I don't know whether that's going to have lifted the pressure massively, to be honest. You know, they've still got... It's certainly lifted some of it. It has, but it's almost like, you know when Wales are playing really badly 
and they've got you know they let's say it's the autumn internationals and they've been blown away by if you go when we first started doing this podcast they got blown away by australia in the first game of the autumn series and then they had like georgia to play next and scraped past georgia yes it was a win yes there was lots of changes in the lineup but it did very little in order to go, oh, yeah, do you know what? You, you feel a lot more comfortable and a lot more confident in the, in the game. And, they, you know, they did a similar thing against Argentina, didn't they, in that, in that series? And I kind of felt like that was in pressure stakes. That's kind of where the Dragons were at. There was a couple of things that were really encouraging. I mean, the, Jordan Williams showed what he's, he's capable of doing. That first try was probably the most enjoyment I've had as a Dragons fan in close to 10 years. You know, I, it, was, it just kind of made you stand up and get out of your seat, which you've not had many of them uh, in the last, you know, certainly in the last 10 years. Now, but there was also a lot, of, a lot of problems, you know, they caused problems at the breakdown. They hit us on the break as well. Um, you know, we had the yellow card and, and Southern Kings put, really put the pressure on. So, look, I think it will, it will do them good to get the win, but it was a must-win game. There was no option to lose that game. And um, I, I think it's, you know, it's good, it's done, but there's a hell of a lot of hard work to come now. So, look, hopefully they will be able to build on it, but the pressure remains for me. For, for you, is it ju- is it all about just getting wins for the time being? Just building wins? I think so, just to build It doesn't matter about playing style at all. I think it's about wins and being competitive. I'm, you know, Again, we're previous in the last part of the show. I'm not expecting them to beat Leinster, but when they, um, you know, when they come back to Rodney Parade and at the end of September, that's another game that they, they've got to look to be, to be winning. But... To go away to Leinster, you've got you know you've got to be competitive. If they get blown away by Leinster, 40, 50 points, it's going to be another. You know, heads are going to start to drop, and and that's going to be a real difficulty. So, I think at the moment it is about that. The rest will come. It's about putting together those pieces of the game that are going to make them competitive throughout the season. Because against Benetton, if they play like that against anyone else other than Southern Kings, you know they wouldn't, they won't get they won't get anything out of it. Um, you know they might have if they were playing the Kings that week. But yeah, you're not going to get anything playing like they did against Benetton. They're going to have to. They're going to have to keep stepping up. And I think yeah, just wins and putting together these extra pieces of performance will will have to will have to come. Do you think that it's slightly concerning there? The set piece doesn't doesn't look to be too sharp, and there's a few elements to the game where you'd expect you'd expect the Dragons to be doing better than they actually are. Mm. I mean, is, it's, is always, that... it's always a worry when set piece when set piece doesn't go well. And that is that is a concern, uh, of course. You know, on, on the flip side, I think that the defensive work at the breakdown was good. Ollie Griffiths was deservedly man of the match. He was fantastic at the breakdown. He's I think, just got to stay fifth, isn't he? Yeah, he does. And I think also in a similar vein, uh, Aaron Wainwright was outstanding again. He's gone well, hasn't he? He has, and you know they they need these players to do it. You know, actually, I think in the back row where Moriarty's making his debut, you know, it was. It was kind of the the two the two younger I suppose Griffiths isn't that young these days, but those two players who really kind of stood out and did a, and did a fantastic job for me. So you know we, we've said before, I, you know I always thought it was going to be difficult for them to gel with that many new players coming in, but um, they've got the win. That is the important thing. I hope it has lifted the pressure, but I don't think all of a sudden the fans are going to be stood outside at Rodney going, yeah, that's that's amazing. Now you know it's. We've seen we've seen what we're capable of. It's a win. It's done. Well done. Pat on the back. Next. Back to the training paddock. Hard work. Next win. Next win. Yeah. Let's get that. Let's get that next win under the belt. And I hope it's yeah. I hope it's not too long in coming. It's got home wins. Yeah, they've they've got to target home wins. But it's just about it's just for me about getting more and more competitive and going into games thinking that they're they're capable of winning them. Because if you go in not thinking that, then it's it's dangerous territory. Okay. Next right. up. Yeah. Last one we- then. Ospreys will continue to win games without Scott Williams, fact or fiction? Ooh. Um, it's a massive blow with him being out, isn't it? It looks like a nasty hamstring injury. Um, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with fact. Okay. Um, two from two for the Ospreys. Yeah, great start, top of uh, conference, eh? Yeah, got it right. Um, yeah, I feel they will. I mean, if we look at the options, then who they've got? James Hook. <laughs> Yeah, um, Kieran Williams, Joe Thomas, mm. and Corey Allen. Um, Joe Thomas looked good when he came on. Yeah, um, and apparently he's had a good, you know, very good preseason. Um, Kieran Williams, you know, went very well with the under twenties, didn't he? 
Um, he's a bit of a live wire, so mm. I, I, maybe he'll come in. And then Corey Allen, I, you know, almost the forgotten man there in the, in the centre. Yeah. He can do a job there. So I think it's going to be really difficult because the Ospreys seem to have centred a lot of the game around him. And he's just, he's just outstanding, isn't he? What a player. Yeah, it's a big blow. I think it's that experience and I guess the kind of the fact that he's used to winning down at the Scarlets and getting off to, to a two wins from two, you want those experienced players to stay fit and help you through it. And he is a, a proven top class international. Yeah. You know, if Wales are playing and Scott Williams is in the centre, you're not you're not worried, are you? You know, he's the, he's that kind of player. Defensive. He's, yeah, you know, defensive, defensive, strong. Kick, good, knows where the trial line is. Kicking game as well. Um, the big the big thing for me with him is that he was so, he's he's so integral because of the the inexperience with, with Owen Watkin, with, yeah. with, with with Owen Watkin. But then you step in. You've got you know the, the tens. We voice concerns over who's going to play ten, yeah. who is playing ten, and then nine as well. So he was he was like a rock there, wasn't yeah. he? That just gave you that bit of stability. And without him. It, it, it automatic. It, it just seems like a very, very different Ospreys side. So you could see the the Ospreys coach. He was, you know, well, beyond, luck, yeah. oh, you know, beyond disappointed when uh, when he went off. But you know, obviously, in that statement, we've, we've highlighted the quality of Scott Williams. But you think, despite losing him, they're still going to carry on winning games. Why is that? Yeah, I think they can do it. They're just going to have to change it tactically. I think um, Alid. And Sam actually played very well. They just need to keep having game time, keep playing together. Mm. Alid's a very neat, tidy uh, nine, isn't he? He knows yeah. the game. He does everything pretty well correctly. His game management's strong. And I think Sam is, you know, he's a classic 10. He needs, he, he needs confidence, he needs game time. And, you know, it wasn't that long ago that we were saying he needs to be the Welsh 10. So <laughs> he needs to be given time. And if, he, if Sam, Sam's kicking game when it's on the money, is fantastic. Yeah. So they're just going to have to change it. Keep it, keep, keep it tight. Old, old school Ospreys. Oh, I don't know. Like, you know, I think they've got, if, if they're benefiting from, if they're getting good front football and Sam Davis is, is you know, he's seemingly putting people into gaps and, and so I, I wouldn't be just changing the, I wouldn't be changing the tactics just because of the personnel, personally. I'd be looking to get in the best suitable player from those replacements to play to carry on playing in in that way, you know Matt Sherratt's come in and he's obviously looking to he's looking to make his mark on that back line. So for me, I'd be looking to slot Corey Allen into that out of those options into that. He, he gives you the the level of experience. He's a you know he's a physical player. He does pose a running threat, and I think he would be the option that I'd be I'd be looking to go for within there. But I, I wouldn't be looking to say okay, let's let's suddenly put boot to ball. Yeah, I, I I think it's it depends really. It's going to depend upon upon who they're playing against. And the Ospreys with with Sam Davis for me, they play when they play their best rugby. They do use they do kick a lot. He does he does put it behind. He does put it into space, and then literally when they've stretched him, they spin out wide. And now they've actually got finishers on the wing, as opposed to last season they were they were they had slow boys out on the wing. Yeah, um, that couldn't finish. It's it's very different very different story now. So, I still think the Ospreys can um, can keep can keep winning, but they are going to have to they're going to have to tweak things. Um, and yeah, we'll see whether they tweak it a fair bit or not. Right, we will. And uh, right, that brings us to an end for part one. Coming up in the second part of the show, we'll be answering questions from the listeners, and we'll be looking ahead to another round of Pro Fourteen action next week. All of that is coming up very very shortly. I'm Ben John, and you're listening to the Attacking Scrum podcast. Right, second part of the show. We've got listeners' questions coming up. I'm trying to keep this keep this short and sweet because Dan Killick's got to be home in time to watch the Bodyguard. I knew and you were going to uh, bring that. Bring oh, it's called Bodyguard, isn't it? It's not the Bodyguard. Yeah. That was Whitney Houston and yeah, Bodyguard. Kevin yeah. Costner. It's, um, it's watchable. Mm. You just got well, to... everyone's raving about it. I've just Are they? not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very. It's, it's not. It's not believable. But it's um, it's my type of show, as you <laughs> as you know. Yeah. You won't be watching it, will you? I don't know, yeah. Well, I don't know. People keep keep telling me it's very good, but... You won't, you won't be watching it. We'll get around to it. It's anyway. not on YouTube. I, I do not spend a lot of time watching YouTube content. I'll be, I'll be on Netflix ahead of anything else. Right, listeners' questions. 
Fortunately, our listeners have been watching a lot of rugby ahead of anything else, uh, judging by the look of it. So let's start with this one uh, from Greg C. Did the Dragons' desire for a win hamper their performance? Should we feel that one soon? Yeah, yeah well, that was the game I covered. I think it probably did to a certain point. You know, we talk about the the pressure, and you know that that can make you seize up. I think particularly in a group of players who haven't been playing together that long, and the players who have been there have been used to getting hidings for a good few seasons. So. I think it might well have done. Um, they'll be, they'll know as well, won't they, that there's pressure coming through from all channels, and it's, it, they just got to get the win. So, yeah, people are probably going to be a little bit more uptight, a little bit less fluid than they mm. would be usually, and that can get in, get into your mindset, can't it? Yeah, I think it can. Uh, so, I do wonder whether that was that was part of it, but you know they. They're going to have to get over that because we need to start winning games and, and getting close, like we said in, in part one. And actually, um, it didn't look as if they were playing they were playing that tight that 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 sort of tight and controlled rugby mind. So I don't know whether that. <laughs> no, it's a good point actually. Yeah, they were, they were fairly loose, and yeah. uh, I don't know whether that was by by desire, mind or. Uh, I don't know. Sure. I think it was. You know, I think if you if you're picking Jordan Williams at fullback, there's you know you're not picking him there because he's because he's great under the high ball and you want to keep it tight. You're picking him there because he offers a threat when he runs it back and and he did just that. So, you know, I wonder whether it was by design. I think the thing that made it difficult was when Southern Kings were slowing the ball down, it it doesn't give you the quick ball, it doesn't give you the opportunity to go wide quickly and, and yeah, you know, maybe it did hamper the, hamper the performance. Linked to this, we've had another tweet from, uh, from P. Harris who says, is that the win Dragons need for confidence or is it back to old habits next week? Which again is a really good point. You know, it's, I, think, I think it will help, but actually, do you know what I think would help more is having that one boxed off. If they were to be able to give Leinster a bloody good game next week, then I think that will give them a, a massive amount of confidence because you, know, you, can only, you can only beat what's in front of you and they've done that with Southern Kings, but they're a, they're a poor outfit. Yeah, it's... it's, it's... You can link it to Wales, can't you? You get you, you get the win. They just needed a win, however it came, and a winning camp is 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 a happy camp. Mm. It just is. You know those those players won't be thinking, you know, are oh, we? You know, we were pretty pretty poor in this department, that department. They'll 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 know where they've gone wrong. They just needed a win. So for for me, I think it's you know we need to we need to celebrate the win, mm. get behind them, and 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 see them into the next game. Yeah, look, I don't think there's. I think there's only doubt about getting behind them. I, I just think it's that it's kind of almost like, yeah, that's it. It's done. Banana skin avoided. Need to move on now because because tougher things await. The fixture list generally has been kind to Dragons. Now it's Leinster away. That's the that's where so you want to see get real. competitive competitive for fifty yeah. sixty. Well, yeah, I want to see them go there and, and give them a game and believe that they can beat them. Because I think if you go there and you and you don't, then or do the dragons go out this in that we, we if we if we get the, if we get a win now, then that could that could define the season. Well, yeah, you know, if you're going into a game and you don't think you can win it, then you're going to get hurt. You're, you're going to get hurt, and you're not going to win. Yeah, you are, and you know, fine. If they go competitive for sixty minutes and then they get blown away, then all right, you know, that happens. I don't think many dragons fans are expecting a win, but I don't think it's the same as last season where you could forgive uh, Bernard Jackman for going all right, let's send out the resis. Let's send out the, you know, the reserve team to go and, um, to go and take a hide in here. I think this is, this is now... A lot of that is in the men's hat, isn't it? Because the Dragons were, you know, and a lot of sides do when they go over to, to Lens, they will send, you know, a second string side. Mm. Go in, maybe go in full tilt. Try and, try and get an upset at this early stage. The, yeah, because as you said, I mean, fans, I don't, I don't you think... Know, you're not expecting a win. I don't think they know if, a full, what the full tilt side is, though, to be honest. I kind of feel like it was probably a bit closer this Saturday, but realistically, you know, the, they changed they changed the whole front row. Uh, they changed they took Nansen out from the from the week before as well. So you know, there's there's still a lot of question marks over that side. I think you know, again, there's been question marks raised about ten. You know, like Lewis obviously getting on the score sheet will probably help his confidence. Be missing pretty straightforward goal kicks yeah, as well. Try that. Yeah, I think all of the, all of this is going to come, but you know, I, I actually think you're in a position now. I certainly wouldn't be sending out, you know. A load of kids. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be sending out the A team over to Leinster because that's that's not going to do anything for confidence. Send that side that is, that is going to go there um, and to the best of their ability be competitive. Right, let's move on uh, away from the Dragons, and this is a really interesting one actually from Ian Hall. Obviously, we've spoken about Cardiff Blues and whether they should have 
put Benetton to bed. But his question is this. After Benetton's win over the Cardiff Blues, do we need to realise that they're no longer a guaranteed bonus point win? Yeah, we do. They're, they're very well drilled, aren't they? They're a difficult side to, to break down. And if they get, if they get ball... Mm. They do keep hold of it, and they do cause problems. They 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 punch aggressive lines. They suck in. They suck you in then because they're they're really really aggressive on the way in which they run, clear out hard, and then they tend to you know they've got they have got some dangerous uh, some, some dangerous guys in at full back and on the wing, haven't they? Ioni's you know he's a quality yeah, yeah. quality player, and um, and New Zealand born full back is dangerous, isn't he? Um, yeah, you know he caused he caused uh, quite a few issues on the weekend against against Cardiff Blues running from running from deep. So they're they're a difficult outfit, but I don't think anybody really you don't expect to to, to go and get a bonus point win. But I think you is it is there still an expectation among supporters of that, or is that has that actually gone there? I think it's 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 still there with some, isn't it? Mm. With with some supporters and and possibly within us all a little bit because. They have, they've massively improved in quite a well in a short space space of time, which you know is is impressive, really impressive, actually. Um, And so it's still there, it's still there in 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 part of a mind. But then actually, if we if we all sort of look at it and go, actually, they're 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 a very very good side. They've they got you know they got eleven wins last year, didn't they? Mm. Um, That's that's not easy to achieve. This is as hard a game as as any. So yeah, it's a good, it's a really good question because it catches, it can catch us all, they can yeah. catch us all out. Can't we think? Oh, it's just an Italian side. Well, hang on a minute. Yeah, they're a bloody good team. Yeah, I know. I, I think that definitely. You know, they've they've come on leaps and bounds, and yeah, it is a largely functional side. But you know, fair play to them for that. They are they are a tough side to beat, and if there is any expectation amongst fans that that you know a bit of underestimating the opposition. I can't imagine many coaches are underestimating Benetton there because the proof is there. Like you said, eleven wins last season, two from two this uh, this term. So you know, I, I, yeah, definitely. Yeah. The days of them being whipping boys. Uh, it's are probably gone. a case of players, players and coaches um, know how tough they are, and mm. then fans, yeah, would would the be, perceptions changing now? It's starting to change. Yeah, so see, it's actually a good question, isn't it? That? It is. All right, this one's coming from Nathan. Relates to the Ospreys, is Sam Davis a viable long-term replacement for Dan Bigger? Um, he's not a like-for-like player, is he? I think he's... How can I put it? He's going to be... He's absolutely integral to, to, to the Ospreys. Mm. Um, needs to stay fit. Needs to... Needs to you know, the Ospreys need to keep winning because if, if the Ospreys are winning... His confidence is high, and that's when he plays really, really well. And he brings in, you know, they've got some dangerous outside backs now, haven't they? That that will work really well off him. Um, the Ospreys desperately need another ten that can can see out games because mm. if his head goes, it's very difficult to to, to get it back. Or it's bigger uh, with him being just so experienced, such a sort of competitor, and he's able to sort of if he makes an error which he doesn't make many of them, he's able to sort of reset and go again. Whereas Sam, you know, does struggle and then his game tends to tends to drop off and it can go a little bit wrong for him. So they need, they just need, um, it's not a replacement for Bigger, but they need someone in that mould of a steady, a steady 10, knows his way around the park. And so what you're saying is you need another 10 in that match day 23? Yeah, desperately. The Ospreys desperately need another 10. Um, Would if, you be looking to go out and sign a replacement now at this ab- point in the season? Absolutely, yeah. You'd it's be a, you'd be scouring the yeah. the leagues of Europe to find uh, to find uh, you know someone uh, someone you're able to bring in at short term. Yeah, it's a must. I mean, someone who um, who could I don't know whether they're whether they're available or not. Was you know Jason Tovey, for instance? You know knows his way. Mm. You know proven ten um, and had a good a good sort of track record in terms of injury as well didn't he mm. um, or certainly for a good part of his career anyway somebody like that they can turn to and just yeah. say less good record of passports but <laughs> yeah you know come over and, and, and help us out but yeah then... that's an interesting, interesting choice actually I, you know I know what you mean it being a player like that who's just got that bit more experience has been there and had to and actually Tubby had a 
a similar point in his career, you know, when he moved from Dragons to, to Cardiff Blues, it didn't work out. He wasn't able to, to slot into that team and, and to make it work. And then you obviously came back to the Dragons and then went on to, uh, to play up in Scotland as well and, and has had a good Pro 14 career. Um, you know, I, I think Sam Day, he, he is going to have to make a step up to get up to biggest level. We know that that's a big, uh, a big leap, but the potential, I think, is there. Uh, it's just now whether or not they're able to they're able to, to get those consistent performances out of him. That's that's going to be the key. Yeah, the encouraging thing is that him and Abid played really well together. And yeah. he did have some lovely little offloads and it started to look like the Sam of old in part. Mm. So he's a quality player, isn't he? And yeah, really, and, st- I, and still, a, you know, he's still learning the game at a relatively early phase in his career. You know, yeah. it's, it's a tough age for, for fly-offs because you get, people figure out the way that you play after you break through. You know, they start to figure you out a bit. You have periods where you don't get the side on the front foot as much, and you know you have to kind of evolve your game. You know, bit bigger evolved a lot at a similar age. You know, having been mooted as as being a, a Wales ten and capped very early on, he then had to you know had to kind of to find his form again. And and we all know kind of what a great career he's gone on to have. And having bigger there as well when they were there together for for, for a good number of seasons must have helped him as well. Mm. In that the competition was pretty fierce, but they also probably had a mutual respect for each other. They knew they had different strengths, yeah. different weaknesses, and that you know that's now gone. So you know within yourself that if you're competing against someone, then that competition then goes. It can affect you. So he's um, you know with Luke with Luke Price getting that injury, there's they need to bring someone else in there just to keep Sam at that level as well. Because I know he's a, he's the ultimate professional, but it's natural. All right, last one then. This is from Gareth Davis. Will the abolition of uh, NDCs mean those players will be evened out across the regions? So it's a tricky one because, you know, Where's this going? it kind of hasn't necessarily moved on from last week. Um, God knows at this stage. I'm not, I'm not sure what the, uh, what the answer for this is. You know, like we said when we had Steph on last week, I think the NDCs was, was a short-term measure. It was bought in at a time where, you know, the... You were recovering from civil war in in Wales, and as a result, a lot of players ended up at the Ospreys because they were the most successful side at that point. So yeah, you know, I, I think it might end up in that way. Um, it's always a dangerous one as well. You know, if we edge towards a central contracts um, position, then that becomes a that becomes a, a difficulty um, because you do want to see play. You know, you do want to see sides rewarded for producing good talent you don't necessarily want to just see them moved around to, to places that haven't got the talent to fill in but I don't know I think it's an impossible yeah, it's one to call at this stage that, is it? Because, no it's not know, and I get that if you're feeding you're feeding quality players well, just, just like you were saying there if the Ospreys still had Bigger and Sam Davis and then you know this this point you ended up which could, you know, which could happen in a, a central contract um, scenario you ended up where oh yeah you know, Sam Davis had been pulled down to the to the Dragons to go and play then you know you'd quite rightly be be pissed off if you're an Ospreys fan. So yeah, you know, like I get it. I, I just I don't think we know yet what uh, how it's how it's going to pan out. Really, no. time will tell. Time will tell. Right, that's the end of listeners' questions. Thanks for everyone who uh, who sent in their questions. If you want to do the same, make sure you do that on Twitter at Attacking Scrum. Uh, make sure you like us on Facebook as well by liking our Facebook page and of course uh, our Facebook group, which is simply called Wales Rugby Fans. And if you'd rather just get your fix of news through Instagram, you can follow us on there, which is Welsh Rugby Attacking Scrum. Last part of the show, Dan, any other business? And we're going to quite simply preview the four games coming up next week. Uh, And we're going to start with Friday night's game. Ospreys away at Munster. I'm going to go Ospreys win. Don't ask me why. This is, I mean, this is a massive, massive call here. This is a huge one, yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know why. I just feel that the Ospreys, yeah, could 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 get a win out there. Um, All right. Before we dig too deep into this one, <laughs> is it imperative that they don't lose the momentum from these two wins? If you know what I mean, we we just said a similar thing about the Dragons getting a win and needing to to go and and not get an absolute hiding. What? What do the Ospreys need out of this game? Is it something they're going to be targeting a, as a win or it's actually? A win. Is it? Yeah, it's a win for me. Um, I think Alan Clark is—he's not going to want to lose any games. You can—you can just tell with him. He's—he's he's got that in him. Um, 
especially with them getting a couple of a couple of big injuries. You know, obviously we have what well, we haven't discussed is Nicky Nicky Smith got a knock mm. as well. Um, <clears throat> and there was a you know Dan Evans had a had a bump as well, didn't he? So then then Scott out. It, it it's a win. It's it's a win that's needed there. Yeah. And Alan Win Alan Win Jones was. Yeah, he's fantastic. Oh, he? just again, yeah. Um, and and Tipperick, you know, another man of the match performance. It's really encouraging for for both Ospreys and Wales. That you know, so, I think such good news. So often last year we said, and we have done on this podcast before, that Bigger and Alan Win Jones were imperative to the Ospreys because they just when those two played well, the team did. And I think that that's that's a, it's going to be a similar scenario this year with Alan Win Jones and Tipperick. Yeah. I think you need those two firing, and if you do, everyone around you, their game is lifted. Well, then you throw then you throw Lydiot into the mix. Yeah, who's who's never going to let you down? So mm. there's there's some big there's some big players there that need that need to yeah. need to keep the the huge performances going. So I'm going with the Ospreys win there. All right, I'm going with the Munster win on it. I think those injuries are going to be uh, are going to be too difficult to overcome. It's incredibly tough to go away at Munster again. We're venturing into cliche territory, and of course we'll see who's playing in the in the centres, which will be interesting. Yeah, it will actually. It's going to yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. Be glued, kind of. I'm guessing Thursday they'll announce the team on that one. So it'll be interesting to see who does go. Will with. North come in? No, I don't think so. I, I think he's, no, but I think he's been playing well on the wing. You know, it's all about players recovering their confidence. I think he's looking back to you know back to that same level of confidence we've seen from him before. Yeah. And I think he's really, really hungry and desperate to prove doubters wrong. That's great. And um, and so now stick stick with him on the wing. That's that's where you need him. I would I would go for one of those other options that you've you've mentioned. But yeah, I think I think that's going to be a difficult one. So. If I was a betting man, which I am, I'd be I'd be looking at Munster. I think they are absolute. You know, they're they're going to be they're challenging for the title this season. Five pound. All right, that's fine by me. Yeah, do it. Done. I wouldn't be getting I wouldn't be getting odds as good as that at the bookie. So right, Leinster versus the Dragons. We've kind of already touched on this. What's your prediction here, Dan? I can't see anything other than a uh, a Leinster winning that. I'm yeah. Afraid you. Yeah, I think I think you know, look, Leinster are. Uh, a real top quality side. They're the you know they're the best side in Europe, the best side in this league. I think they'd give anyone in the world a you know even their second side would give any team in the world. And yeah, when Dragons are out on their journey, it's difficult. So I think this is one where performance is important. And if the Dragons target that as as the biggest you know the biggest of games, just because if anything's gonna that will lift, and then that would just give them huge bits of momentum going forward, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think it will. Um, you get the big players there. You know, all rallying up. Yeah, I, you know, I, don't, I think that look, that squad's had a lot of a lot of investment into it, and yeah, fine, okay. Into, even in terms of the Welsh regions, it's the the least well funded. But you know, you've got you can't sit behind the excuse. We said last year that okay, it was you know it was going to be inherited a squad that wasn't here. This season, you know, you've got to make the use yeah. of the squad that's that's there because you've had a season to recruit. And yes, there could always be more in there. And I think, I think in the front five is a, is still a worry to me, in particular in a second row. I, it, it worries me a bit that Ryan Lamlin is is turning out for is turning yeah, out for, the, for the Black and Ambers. The worry is, isn't it? Up, yeah, up front. Because I, I thought that was a, that was a game that was screaming out for him. I thought Nansen came on and, and made some big hits because um, he was really disappointing in the first game. But needs more. Need more from him. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Um, so yeah, you know that that'd be the kind of game where I think I think someone like Lamb. I don't know, maybe, maybe Lamb would get a call up, but I find it a bit strange that he's that he's yeah. uh, turning out for the Black and Ambers. Um, as good news as it is for as it is for Newport RFC. Well, Jack Jackman this week now. As soon as he gets him into the camp tomorrow, I, I'd be saying this is this is it. Now we don't go back from mm. we don't go back from from losing and getting all the all the senior players in as well. Because I think with the Dragons, that if you do start saying, look, we're gonna you know we we're, we're gonna target the home games. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna look for performances on the road, things like that. I don't think, I think it's too dangerous for the Ospreys mm. to actually uh, for the for the Dragons rather to stop winning. Yeah, like they've just literally got to say this is it. We've reached a turning point, and we we don't go back now from from, from winning. And just get trying to get that mentality in, and and just seeing what what will happen. Yeah, I agree, absolutely agree. But that's how I, I did it. I, I think again, it couldn't be it, tougher, could it? If you're looking at it with a um, a sensible eye. Yeah, or you know, you put you're putting money on it. Then I, I think Leicester, uh, Leicester, Leinster bonus point win there. Right, Scarlets versus Benetton. This is at Park Scarlets. Scarlets win. Yep. Yeah, comfortable win there. They're looking looking very very good. Yeah, they are. I think uh, I, I think that'll be a Scarlets win as well. And um, yeah, I, I just think at home they're uh, 
they're a fantastic outfit. Benetton, tough side. We covered, we covered all this before. They're a tough side to beat, but I think that Scarlet's pack is is hard. I think they're the unsung heroes. We've said this before, that they've got a really good type five. They've got great options in the back row. So I think they'll be able to um, to match Benetton up front. And then when they do have the opportunity to go wide, they've got some serious class out wide as well. So yeah, Scarlet's win for me. Zebra versus Cardiff Blues. Oh. Said earlier, this this becomes a this really this puts pressure on now, doesn't it? Two two losses. You talk about the Dragons being under pressure. Yeah, this, this will put Mulhill yeah. under pressure now. I think this could be, you know, could 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 conceivably be three three losses. So it's an it's a must win, isn't it, mm. for Cardiff Blues? I'm going to go Cardiff Blues win. Yeah, but it's it's I'm hoping. Really hoping so. Yeah, I think they'll bounce back this week. I, you know, I don't think Zebra Zebra again are are a much improved side. I don't think they're as as tough as Benetton. Um, I think Cardiff Blue should have too much in that one. And again, I, it will be a wake up call. If there was any complacency that's crept in, then I, I think that's gonna that's gonna be eradicated this week. Or it certainly it has to be. They've got to go there and and um, and put together a win. They've they've just got to come away from uh, come away from Palmer with a win. Yeah, and a few cha- few few changes needed as yeah. well in the selection. And um, I can see a win. What would you What would you be looking to? Obviously, you mentioned the centres. Any other area you'd be looking at? Yeah, Garen Smith. I think we've got to uh, we've got to hope that um, you know Seb Seb Davis is uh, is all right when mm. he comes in in the second row. Um, he's a, he, he played really well, didn't he, in that first that first game for them? Um, he's a big player. And yeah, that's prob- that's probably that's probably it. that's probably it. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Well, again, we haven't got too long to find that. I I just can't wait for for more rugby again. Hopefully, they'll be in a. Um, it's in, good to have the rugby back, isn't it? Isn't it just yeah, going uh, going a little bit mad without it? You know, as much as as much as it was good to take a bit of a break and recover uh, across the summer, it's, it is good to be back into the swing. I I just wish there was more games now. I wish we could get stuck into it straight away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not too long to, to find out. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think as well at Attacking Scrum on Twitter. Like our page on Facebook. Let us know on uh, the Facebook group as well. And uh, yeah, if you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a review. Uh, again, another mention for uh, for our sponsors at So Coffee Trades. Uh, well done on getting the getting the score and the win this week, Scott. And uh, yeah, if you want to get your hands on. Uh, some fantastic quality coffee at some very reasonable prices. Head over to socoffeetrades.co.uk. More from us next week. Thanks for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network.